0: Thank you, Heavenly King. All right, if you take your Bibles, turn to the book of Joshua. We'll be reading out of the 7th chapter, verses 18 through 19, then we'll go 10 through 13. That's Joshua, the 7th chapter starting at verse 18 and ye in any wise keep yourselves from the accursed thing lest you make yourself accursed when you take of the accursed thing and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it but all the silver and gold and vessels of brass and iron are consecrated unto the Lord They shall come into the sanctuary of the Lord. Going now to the 10th verse. Just a minute here. Go to the fourth. Let's go to the thirteenth verse here. I'm sorry, I gave you the wrong. Where I got mixed up, I gave you the seventh chapter in the eighteenth verse, and it should have been the sixth. I'm not going to lose it. Don't worry. I'm just old. We'll get it all put back together in a minute. We went now to seventh, ten, and thirteen. And, and the Lord said unto Joshua, Get thee up. Wherefore liest thou upon thy face? Israel has sinned, and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them, for they have even taken of the cursed thing, and have also stolen, and disassembled, and they have put it even among their own stuff. Therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their back before their enemies, because they were accursed neither will I be with them with you anymore except you destroy the cursed thing from among you. Up, sanctify the people, and say, Sanctify yourselves against tomorrow. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, There is a cursed thing in the midst of thee. O Israel, thou cannot stand before thy enemies until you take away the accursed thing from among you. My thought's going to be tonight. There's some Aikens in the house. Would you pray, Brother Boland? You can be seated. We are living probably in the worst generation that's ever been up on the face of the earth. It is a lawless generation. Everything that we look at that used to be good, that had laws pertaining to it that protected us, helped us, helped us to be a great country, helped us to be a great church. They're no longer enforced and they're overlooked. And I'm afraid in the Pentecostal movement, we've got a great problem with that same thing. A law is no good unless it's enforced. That's the reason the country's in the shape it's in. We got a constitution and we got laws to govern this country with, but they've all broken. God has a law for everything. When you break the law of nature or you break any law of God, there's a consequence. And tonight, most people think they're right in their own eyes. Laws is just something to talk about. Many preachers fill our pulpits that they say, I'm going to preach against sin, but I'm not going to enforce it. Well, you might as well just condone it if you got that attitude. What's going to save you is to obey the law and the commandments and the statutes and what your church teaches according to the Word of God. But we find here that uh, Israel, the second generation, is a different generation than the first. The first generation saw great miracles, signs, and wonders. God brought them out of Egypt. But they were complaining and mummering. They never were happy and contented. They were always wanting to go back to Egypt. They never were satisfied with anything that God done for them. But I find after Moses died and Joshua became the leader of Moses... Under Moses' leadership, this generation obeyed the laws up to a certain place. And the Lord told Joshua to tell Israel to observe and observe all the laws of Moses. Don't turn to the right or turn to the left. And said, so You will prosper wherever you go. Now, he said all the laws. He didn't say part of the laws. He didn't say water down the laws. He didn't say substitute the laws. He just said all the laws. Don't turn to the right or don't turn to the left. Take the book of the law. Put it in your mouth. Meditate upon it day and night. Observe and do according to all that is written. Now, I don't find anywhere here that it's any room to compromise. The law is just being laid down. And he says, As I was with Moses, I will be with thee. Wheresoever, I, wheresoever thou goest, I will be with thee. No man will be able to stand up against thee all the days of thy life. And we find then that they told him, Where thou commandest us, we will do. And where thou commandest us to go, we'll go. Any man that rebels against the commandment or does not hearken to the word said he shall die. And we find then that they come over to the Jordan River. And uh, Joshua begins to give them a command. He tells them we're going to camp here. Three days here on the Jordan. It was at flood stage. And uh, they didn't mummer. They didn't ask questions. And we got a lot of people today that's always got the why. Always wondering, why is he saying that? And why is the preacher preaching this? It ain't for you to say why. It ain't for you to know why. It's for you to obey what the preacher says. That's the law of God. That's what God intended for them to do. But we've got a generation that wants to second-guess the pulpit, wants to try to figure out what the minister's going to do, sit on the pew and, sit and uh, try to figure out how the God's going to move or he's not going to move or whether the preacher prayed or he didn't pray. God didn't call you to sit out on the pew and quarterback the pulpit. God called you to obey the Word of God. Obedience is better than sacrifice. We need to learn to be an obedient people. If you don't trust your preacher, you ought to have you some other one. This preacher's going to count for you, or whoever's in your pulpit—that's a pastor of you—he's going to count for you one day. It's his responsibility to get you to heaven. How can you believe lest you hear? How you can hear without a preacher? How can he preach unless he's sent? You're saved through the foolishness of preaching. You're not saved by what you think. You're not saved by how you figure it out. You're not saved by what you had a dream or uh, you had some vision somewhere. You're saved when a preacher gets up and tells you right where you live and tells you what's wrong in your life and what to do about it. But we got a fickle generation. They can't stand for somebody to tell them what to do. They're taught in school to rebel. They're taught in school to be lawless. They're taught in school against everything that God stands for, and it's drifted into our church. we got the most rebellious Pentecostal movement i ever seen in my life. People are falling away, and people are quitting. You know why? Because there's no law in the church. When you get law in the church, everything will get right. And when you get people obeying the law, you'll find then that the church will be healthy. But until we get to where we can obey the law and the commandments that God requires us to live by in order to get ourselves out of here, you're going to have trouble in the camp. Yes. Yes. we got too much sin in the camp. Yes. You're going to have revival, you've got to get sin out of the camp. God's not going to overlook sin, God's not going to bless sin, and the church ain't going to prosper with sin. And you can't uh, overlook sin. you got to preach at sin. You can't just sit and live with sin. you got to get rid of sin. And How do you get rid of sin? If some preacher tells you where you're living, telling you what you're doing wrong, and you get convicted over the Word of God and come to an altar and repent of your sins and have an obedient attitude and line up to the laws and the bylaws of the church that you attend according to how the preacher preaches to you. not going to make it on your own this is a now generation can't get it now I don't want it well God's not a now God in that respect they who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength and your patience possess you your soul but we got an impatient generation they can't wait on nothing we got a faithless generation they don't believe fat meat's greasy They don't believe God can do anything. They depend on themselves and their abilities and are not able to think their way out of it. They don't think it will happen. We are in an intellectual movement in this uh, uh, Pentecostal movement, and it's taking us right down the road of destruction. This church didn't come in on man's ideas, and it's not going out on man's ideas. This church was blood bought. Uh, this church was bought by Jesus Christ Himself. Uh, it don't belong to man, uh, and man can't run the church. Uh, only way you can uh, uh, this church can be run is going to be run by God Almighty. But they pushed the Spirit out, uh, and it's become a church of intellectuals. Uh, and they think they can think it out. Uh, they think they can uh, uh, program it out, uh, and they think they can get the sin out by just getting happy and shouting uh, and the beat of the music but you're going to get sent out of the count by an old time preacher that'll sit down and tell you where you live put his finger right on the end of your nose and let the power of God wake you up to where you are and bring you down to an altar and give you space to repent that's the only way you're going to be saved and the church that's going to leave out of here We got too many gadgets. These gadgets are killing Pentecost. They come out with a new gadget every year, and all of them's got to run and get them one. Their minds on so much gadgets that it can't pray, can't seek God. All they study about is pleasure, how much fun they have, while their soul's going to hell and wonder why we can't have revival. You got Facebook, and I don't know what that is, but I heard about it, but it ain't good. They text message, I don't know much about that because I don't text. Text is next to sex. I don't need either one. Boy, that got quiet when I got on the text. I was just wondering if there's an aching in the house. Did you know people are walking off piers into the ocean, Texan? Just go out there and flop off of a pier and drown. That's an idiot. Heard of a woman in a hotel with a dry swimming pool? She's a going-long Texan, fell off in the pool, liked to broke her neck and bunged her up and blamed the hotel. What a, what a idiotic generation we live in. And I don't know where they get the idea that you can text quicker than you can call. It takes longer for you to go H-E-L-L-O-D-E-A-R-B-R-O-M-O-O-D-Y-H-O-W-A-R-E-Y-O-U than it does to punch my name in and punch one more button and say, Hello, Brother Moody, how are you? I don't buy that junk. I'm just talking about is there aching in the house. How did we get along without it? A phone is to talk over and to listen. But this new generation ain't got sense enough to know that. So they're going to spend their hard-on money on something they don't need. They impress people they don't like spending money they ain't got. Boy, they'll have them a new telephone and can't pay the light bill. Hello. Got to stay up with the Joneses. I'm talking about Israel Aikens in the house. Be seated. Pleasure. What can I do? to make myself happy I'm so bored my dishes are all stacked up and my clothes are stacked up and I'm bored and nowhere to go go to work, clean your house up wash your dishes cook a breakfast and a dinner get happy then Reading, you're bored you're bored with yourself you're unhappy then you claim you got the Holy Ghost where's the fruits of the Holy Ghost at? It said joy, peace, and righteousness. And you gotta have you a gadget to make you happy. What do you think God thinks about that? Joy of the Lord's your strength. Not some gadget. Be seated. Got over on that Jordan River. There wasn't no questioning. They didn't ask how it's going to be done. They didn't sit around and say, Well, I wonder that river's flood stage. Why in the world did Joshua bring us up to this river? Joshua, why are we here? Why aren't we going down to the fords and crossing? Well, it just wasn't none of their business. God wasn't talking to them, He's talking to Joshua. And it pay for some of you to understand that God's not going to give you the instructions. They're gonna to talk to the man of God. And some of your instructions you're getting ain't from God. It's from another spirit. I'm talking about Israel aching in the house. Sit there three days, three nights. Joshua told them, said, you've never been this way before. Sanctify yourselves. And i got news for you. We ain't never been here before. We better get sanctified. you got things ahead of you that you ain't going to be able to figure out. You ain't going to be able to buy or sell or trade. You're going to be at the mercies of God Almighty. And you better know how to talk to God. And you better know how to pray to God. And you better know how to listen to God. And you better know when God's talking to you and when the devil's talking to you or when you got your own mind made up that you want to do what you want to do. Now, this generation don't believe that because there it is. The reason the church is where it is today is because it has prospered too much. Prosperity has done more harm to us than it did whenever we was poor. When we were poor, we prayed for things prayed for the rains, prayed for the crops, trusted God for healing, trusted God for money, trusted God for supplying our needs. But we are a generation that's naked and have need of nothing and we don't need God and we don't need nobody because we can just go down to the store and buy whatever we need and we're all fat and dying of heart attacks and every kind of other disease because we just sit around and feast and eat, to eat things that we don't need and and get to craving all of this sugar and all the cookies and uh, all the Cracker Jacks and all the Fritos and all the Cokes uh, until we swell up and look like a bunch of toads sitting in the church uh, when we ought to be eating a good square meal <laughs> and getting out trying to make a living uh, and working around the house uh, and being productive uh, and coming down to the church uh, and praying and seeking God. But no, we're going to do like the world. We're going to be like them. And he said, come out from the world. Uh, be you not like the world. He said, "I've got enmity with the world. God's not of the world. He brought us out of the world. He transformed us. He gave us a renewing of the mind. Old things supposed to pass away, and all things supposed to be new. You ain't supposed to do what you used to be. You ain't supposed to be headed back toward Egypt. You need to be headed back toward into Canaan land. You need to be down on your knees seeking God and asking God to guide you and give you the right attitude." In the right spirit uh, that you could uh, feast on the word of God and whenever anointed preacher come to preach to you uh, it didn't offend you uh, but it was food for your soul uh, and you loved the word of God uh, and you growed in God because you began to learn to eat on the spiritual diet that God had given you instead of feasting on this poor diet of the world is there aching in the house Be seated. Got ready to cross that Jordan River. He commanded them priest stepping the edge of the water. Why an edge? Why ain't they going on a cross? That's this generation. They just stood there. Waited on the next commandment. They crossed over the Jordan on commandments. They got to Gilgal. They camped at Gilgal. They waited for the next commandment. They didn't ask questions. They wasn't impatient. They wasn't wondering how it's going to happen. They had full trust in the leader that God had given them that he would get the directions from God And he would tell them how to enter Jordan. And he gave them a commandment put the armed men out front, take the priests with the ram horns and put them behind them, take the Ark of the Covenant behind that. They just lined up, didn't have any idea what was going to happen. Their confidence wasn't in their own thinking. Their confidence was in God that Joshua was getting the orders from because they had learned how to follow the commandments. They had learned how to obey the word. And Joshua then told them to go around one time and they marched around the walls, come back to camp. Didn't do anything the rest of the day. This impatient generation would have been having a fit by then. Here we are over here across the Jordan, went around the walls of Jericho. And now we're sitting here at camp. I'm ready to get in my house. I'm ready to eat my I'm ready to eat out of my vineyard. I'm ready to drink water out of my well. Why in the world are we standing around here when we ought to be on in, in inside of Canaan? That wasn't their attitude. They had learned that the commandments of God and believed in God and feared God, but we've got a generation that don't fear God. To break the commandments means nothing, to disobey God means nothing. The preacher means nothing. They don't like authority in this generation, they hate authority from the president and the staff on down. <clears throat> same way in our churches they don't want authority they call it being legislated, they call it hard preaching, but a preacher that won't tell you where you're living interested you enough to pray somewhere to get a message from God to come down and begin to preach to you that you might repent of your sin. don't tell me he loves you he don't care anything about you all he's interested in peasing the crowd and getting that filthy lucre and make his next pleasure trip just seeing when he can get his motor home ready for the next trip. And all he wants you to do is not rock the boats. And I'm not going to preach against that. But you shouldn't do it. He's going to be real nice. And if you got a little money, he's going to take care of that pocketbook of yours. But I'm here to tell you, a preacher that's interested in your soul, he don't care whether you're a millionaire. He don't care whether you're a pauper. Because he has a fear of God. And he's going to preach to you under the anointing. And he's going to tell you what God says. And you're going to have to have that in order to be saved in this day and time. i preach all over this country. Every church that I've saw backslide. It's when they said, I'm through enforcing it and I have watched them go right down the drain that stop sign out there is no good if everybody runs it and nobody enforces the law right. laws are made to be obeyed And we're not going to have the revival that God's got for the church in the end time Do we get lined up to the laws and the commandments of God, get this world out of our heart, get heavenly minded, enter in the kingdom of God. We got so cold hearted, unconcerned, people's children will come to an altar and pray and they won't even come down and pray for their children. That got quiet. I'll tell you what, whenever my youngest son come to God, after backsliding, I met him in the aisle. We both got the Holy Ghost. Come around in church, they pray for my lost son, pray for my lost daughter, and here they finally come in, and they come to the altar, and they sit back there and pick their fingernails. Then tell me they love God. They don't even love their own kids. I'm in this to save my family. I'm in this to save a church. I'm in this not just for my own selfish self. Went around six days, just around one time, on the commandment of Joshua but you don't read where any of them ever said a word. They had said what they would do, where thou sendest me, we'll go. What thou commandest we do, I'll do. They stood up to their word. And the seventh time was different. Most of the time if you make a change, you've got to explain everything. Why did he tell me to quit going down to the arcades? What's wrong with that? Because I think it's wrong. You ain't got no business at the arcades. You need to be down somewhere praying through. That didn't hit a bump. Go down there where them dope heads hang out. Let your daughter get to hanging around. Ain't there long to one of them and give her one of them pills. Ain't long to you rocking a baby. Don't tell me they need to be down there. They need to be in the church. And I won't tell you something else you need to get off of them pain pills that you like for a high rather than ease your pain I just don't feel like going to work this morning so I think I'll take me a pill you're on your way to being addicted and you ain't nothing but a dope head is there aching in the house I know a man that pays fifty dollars a pill. I've watched him try to dry out on that. It's worse than any drug. Some people take a handful of these diet pills to make them get souped up a little. I told mine, "You got off them diet pills." Well, I don't think you got a right. Whether you think it or not, I took the right. I'm just talking about an aching in the house. Seventh time around, give them another commandment. Don't shout till I tell you to. And he never told them to shout to the seventh round. And when he did, the walls came down. But there was one by the name of Achan. He went and made the same pledge the rest of them did. He heard the same laws that they did. He had the same experience that they did. But while the walls were coming down, he was in there taking him some silver and gold and a vessel of brass. And God had done instruct him, don't touch the cursed thing. And he didn't think anyone knew about it. But I'll tell you, this generation needs to wake up. There is an all-seeing eye looking on the scene, and you can't hide from him. He knows every one of your thoughts up to right now. He knows what you've done today. And he knows what you're going to do tomorrow. <clears throat> and you think you hide from the preacher, I got news from you, you're hiding from the wrong fella. You better be counting, uh, better be hoping that preacher's going to be preaching to you, let you know what you're doing, and <laughs> identify that. Come around there and say, Well, I don't want Brother Moody to know. I don't want Brother Moody as long as he don't know I'm alright. But what they don't know is the man up there lets me know what they're doing. And they're awful surprised when I tell them to stand up out there. I know what you're doing. You thought it was hidden. The Bible says rebuke them openly to mind all fear. Now I'm going to tell you what you're doing. Then you hiding it. I'm going to let everybody know about it. Oh, you're going to run somebody off. Oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> not if he's got an his heart. He's going to hit that altar and he's going to pray through. He's going to thank me because I went and got uh, preached to him. That's just a lie out of all these carnal churches. The word killeth, but the spirit maketh alive. The anointed breaks the yoke. And they label us with hard preaching. They don't know what the word hard means. I hadn't even got a high school education, but I know that. They don't understand the Bible. Forever learning, never coming to the knowledge of truth. They've got all their thoughts out of uh, Matthew Henry, old Clark, them Trinitarians. They don't even know who God is. That's where they get their sermons. They don't get it down on their knees. And the intellectuals intellectuals get mad when you tell them you need to get your message from God. I've had them sit down on me at preacher's meetings whenever I get up and say there ain't a way in the world that a preacher can sit back in an office and know what a congregation needs out of his head. Einstein can't do that. Only way I know what you need tonight is what God told me to preach to you. I didn't get this out of a book. I didn't get this out of a commentary. I got this in that room praying over there. And God said, you tell them there's some achings in the house. be seated decided to go up to Ai a little bitty place took it in, the, in their own hands come back like whipped puppies put fear into Israel Joshua fell out on his face began to want to carry him back accuse God God said get up there's sin in the camp until you get sent out we ain't going no further we ain't crossing no more Jordan rivers, we ain't tearing down no more walls, I'm not doing no more fighting for you till you get sent out of camp. One man in this whole group just one man broke the commandment of God. Stop the revival. this generation thinks one man can't stop it you let a reprobate sit out there with an old bad attitude and rebellious spirit let the devil work through them affecting every weak person in the church don't tell me they can't if you don't love this word you're going to become a reprobate I said, Achan? No, Joshua? I'll call him. I'll get the tribe of Judah out here. Call the tribe of Judah out. Got the family of Achan. Call Achan. Give glory to the Lord. He couldn't. You can't praise God with sin in your life. You can jump and you can hop and you can run and they can beat the music till your ears uh, nearly pop but you ain't going to get a touch of God until you repent of your sins. You can't hype it up. you got to pray it down. Some people don't know sensationalism from the Spirit. They think the beat of the music is the Spirit of God. And some of this beat is just a half beat, and it ain't nothing but rock music disguised in another old dress. Some churches think they can't even have church without music. You can have a church because the church was born without music. I've got nothing against music, but the church wasn't born in a music conference. It was born in a prayer meeting. And they were sitting. They wasn't hopping up and down, gyrating, knocking window lights out and running in the walls. Some people think they've had a revival when they come out blood dripping here and gashes here and they wouldn't uh, cut theirself all up. That ain't nothing but sorcery. Baal worship. Boy, we had revival. Holes in the walls. Heads are bleeding. Now I'll tell you what they had, a bloodletting. Be seated. Tell hey, you what we need is an old-time power and a move of the Holy Ghost. We need it to come in like it did on the day of Pentecost and saturate the church from one side or the other. And they get all mad at me, and I just tell them the truth. You read it. They didn't even have a French harp in the upper room. they just set how God's going to move if they're just sitting. You might be surprised. Some people, he can't move because he can't catch them. <laughs> you know, it's hard to hit a moving target. I've seen some of the greatest moves in my church in the stillness. People would think it was in a morgue if you come in there. I told me one night, I said, I'm tired of you having to tell them to get up and pray and jupe them up and talk them up and all that. I'd appreciate it if they just sat down and meditate and pray to me one-on-one. I said, okay, God, I'll have them do that. I said, y'all all sit down. I don't want you making any noise. Just start meditating up on God. Peace of God moved in there, and an hour and a half later, they all got up later, testified, and they got more answers than they ever got in any service. I was a preaching at a meeting in a certain state, and they depended on the music at the end of the service. High-powered preachers up there, big degrees. I got through. I said, don't want no music. It went dead. God works the best when it's the deadest. And God's going to move. About that time, tongues come forth in interpretation and the crowd went wild. I handed to one of the big name brands and he didn't know what to do because the music was going. I embarrassed him because he didn't know how to lead the service. Needless to say, I ain't been back. But I don't want to go back. And everybody thinks, oh boy, he's a great speaker. He's a great man of God. And he wouldn't know a bullfrog from a tomcat when it comes to discerning. There you go. They may talk good and they may sound good. But I want to know, I want to feel something. Yeah. I can hear these talk shows and hear talking. And get more out of it than some preachers. Yeah. What's that old boy's name? Rex Lum. Yeah, old Russ. Yeah, I can't think of his name half the time. He says more than fifteen minutes, some of these preachers do weeks preaching. Got more truth. But he couldn't praise God. Then he began to confess what he'd done. Told him he hid it in the tent. Now, if you'll notice in this scripture, the people is the one that had to take him out and kill him. So it's your job to kill the Achanes. That got quiet. It didn't say Joshua killed the Aiken. Now, if you want to have revival, kill the Aikens. Don't buddy up with them troublemakers. Get off of that phone when they're talking about somebody. Are you tired of just going up and down and never getting nowhere and wanting a revival and it just goes up and down with the achings in the house? They've touched some cursed things. They've went against the ministry. They have touched the anointed. They don't pay their tithes. And you better re- remember that the tithes belongs to God. He said, them's mine you better leave them alone. And he says, anointed is mine. You better leave them alone. You better not be spewing your venom out on somebody else. But God told me some Achan's in this church. And he said to me to tell you, you ain't going no further till you get the achings out. So you ought to go to praying God get the Achan's out they don't want to repent they don't want to pray through they're just going to hang around they're just going to steal the silver and the gold hide their sins in the tent God get them out of here we want revival <laughs> you're not going to have revival until you get the Achan's out You're gonna to have to obey the law, obey the commandments, do what your pastor tells you to do. Individually, you're to be praying God. If they don't want to be saved and they ain't here but do nothing but hinder, move them out. Put somebody else in their place. We want to go on into Canaan land. We want to take them houses to live in. We want to get in them vineyards. We want to get a drink out of them wells, living water. God, we're tired just going around and around this mountain. Lord, we're tired of all this here, this up and down. That's the time we think we got something going, it stops. That's the time we think we're gonna have a move of God. It's hindered. Akins in the house. You need to get the Akins out of the house. on <laughs> Not only did they have to destroy Achan because of Achan's actions, because of what Achan done, that wife had to die, them kids had to die. I'm gonna tell you if you are Achan, you better have, you better pray, God have mercy. You may be of the blood on your hands uh, of your whole family because of your own selfish actions. Uh, because of your own stubborn attitude. Because of your old rebellious ways. Because you're going to have your way and no other way. And if you can't have your way, you're going to tear up everything around you. And You've got an aching spirit on you. You're going to bring a curse upon your family. And you're going to bring a curse upon the church. You better pray through tonight. I'm telling you, there's an aching in the house. And aching you better get to praying. You better be asking God while it's time. You've been meddling in some things you don't belong in. You've been looking at some things you don't need to be looking at. You've been partaking of some things you don't need to partake of. God's got your number, and God's looking on the scene. Oh, You ain't hiding from God. You may think you're hiding from God. Oh, no. God's got your number, and God's going to bring you out, and God's going to let the congregation know who you are, and the congregation's going to get rid of you. Is there Achan in the house? And <laughs> I you ought to be praying search me Lord search me Lord God I hadn't touched the accursed thing God I hadn't took us some things that brings a reproach upon the church I hadn't done some things that would bring a shame to you and the, and the church of the living God you ought to be praying God look into my heart and see me as I am oh God don't let me be an aching. don't let me destroy my household oh Lord give me space to repent oh give me repent of my sins that I might worship you. Uh, how long has it been since you felt the power of God? How long has it been since you felt his spirit? How long has it been since you raised your hands uh, and felt the glory of God? Is there aching in the house? the Lord's getting the church ready to get out of here and it's not going to have everything in it it's not going to have everything hanging on it it's going to be a glorious church it's going to be one without spot and one without wrinkle one that has made herself ready he's not coming after a backslid people he's coming after people that's on fire for him people that's looking to his coming people that have repented of their sins people that have lived holy people that love their neighbor people that love their pastor Is there any Akins in the house? Oh, tonight. Oh, tonight. What are you going to do? What are you going to do with that wedge of gold? What are you going to do with them 200 shekels of silver? What are you going to do with that Babylonian garment What are you gonna do if that's hid in your tent? What are you gonna do if that's down in your heart, the floor of your heart? You think nobody don't know anything about? That place you don't let nobody go to. God's looking right down on it. He zeroed in on it. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. It's time to get the Akins out of camp. We need to be moving on in the revival. Oh, Heavenly Father. Oh, where could I go? Oh, where could I go? Seeking a refuge for my soul. Needing a friend to help me in the end. Where could I go but to the Lord? Neighbors are kind. I love them, everyone. We get along in sweet accord. Striving along to face temptation's song. Where could I go but to the Lord? Oh, you better be seeking God while there's time. You may never have another opportunity like this. Who knows what tomorrow holds? Oh Heavenly Father God let your spirit do a work here tonight Heavenly King let the Holy Ghost minister to the needs Oh Heavenly King God move tonight Oh Lord God you see every heart you know every mind dear Lord God you know every thought this is your church Lord it don't belong to man Oh Heavenly Father Look on the scene. Clean the church out. Oh, Heavenly Father, let the power of the Holy Ghost move through it. Cleanse it, O Lord. Oh, Heavenly Father, let your spirit sweep this place. Lord God, do a work here, Heavenly Father. Oh, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, Heavenly Father, because of who you are, there's none like you. There's none can stand beside you. You have no equal. You are God Almighty. You're the soon-coming King. Oh, Heavenly Father, is there any Achan's in the house? Achan, you better get things while you can you better not wait till God brings you out. Oh, it's too late, Aiken. You waited too late. Oh, heavenly Father, let the Holy Ghost minister. God move, Lord.
1: Where could you go? Where could I go? You can't go
0: anywhere except to God.
1: That's the only refuge, refuge you're gonna get. For my soul. He's the only friend you'll ever have to help me. That'll
0: help you again. in the end. All you can. <laughs>
2: Stand to our feet, lift our hands to the Lord. You've had time to cleanse yourself. Ask the Lord to cleanse you. Be it unto me, Lord, according to thy word. I sure would hate to miss the rapture. I would hate to come this far and this close and lose my soul over insignificant things. As long as you abide by the law, the law is your protection. and As long as you abide by the law, you're okay. When you step outside of that, that's when you get in trouble. We have, we have, call it what you want to around here. We have laws, rules. And you can tell when a person is not abiding, abiding by those rules. You can tell when someone skips their tithe. And that don't happen, just very rarely does it happen. There's other things, like the texting, brother booty got on tonight. And I've told you not to be using that unless it's a tool. And I guarantee you, there's Akins here that have abusing it. And I'm telling you, you either stop it or you get rid of it. Because God's going to reveal it. I've told the Lord, I want Him to reveal names to me. Don't want just vague. And uh, he's dealing with me. Been dealing with me a couple weeks now. About a man this church. You're you're popping the pills. He's got on it twice. You're popping the pills and you're buying them. And I've made the statement of this church that if that's if God's going to have to expose that, there's going to be some shocked people. I know who you are. You're buying them. And in fact, there's another man in this church that knows about it. And God told me he's going to judge you because you know about it. And you're hiding it with him. Now, he made a statement, and this is how I feel. And I'm glad he made the statement. As a church, we have got to get fed up. We've got to get fed up with Akins and realize it's those kind of people that are keeping us from blowing the lid off of this thing. Amen. And I am I'm sick and tired of it. He addressed another issue. Man crossed the line. You Thank you, control. Get your way and your selfish. I'm telling you, these are just things that God When he was preaching He said this is what I'm going to deal with This is what I'm going to deal with I believe in the word of God And I told the Lord is your church Have at it Have at it I'm ready And if you're not going to repent I'm ready to see you walk out those doors But I'm telling you He told the store about the drugs He told the story about the pain pills And your end is going to be as worse if I were you, I would I would get honest. You're not honest. You're afraid to tell. You're afraid to come out. But you know what? Nobody. There's some folk that are not going to be too shocked because they know who you are. Amen. Thank God for his word. I'm glad I'm part of this church. I'm glad I'm I'm sitting here tonight listening to a great man of God preach. And if you're lost, it's your fault it's a love of God that's reaching and saying I don't want you to waste your life I want to save you mm-hmm. and if you're lost I'm telling you I don't feel sorry for you I have no pity for you, you walk over the blood of Jesus and walk out of here I don't feel sorry for you. you you're the one that decides that stay within the rules stay within the rules thank you brother Moody for the word of God Right on, right on. Anybody hungry? Anybody hungry to get rid of all this stuff? Can I see your support and say, Pastor, it may be somebody, but I'm going to stay right here and obey. I want to know what it is. I want to know what it is to inherit the promised land. Praise God We're still going to build the building I don't care who quits We're still building the building Because God's going to fill it That's right We're going to pay for it too We ain't going to have to sell pills to do it Amen We're going to, have to not have to sell peanut brill to do it God's going to use His people Amen I appreciate it. Looking forward to tomorrow night uh, see what the Lord will do love every one of you, appreciate you I want you to make it shake somebody's hand and tell them I want you to make it praise God make sure you greet our guests let them know we're glad they're here they're dismissed in the name of Jesus Christ